0: what is going on almost canonites almost canonistas almost cannoneers Almost Cannon, Almost ca- Candidates, Almost Cannons, Almost Candles, Almost Candelabras, Somos nostriamos. Okay. Um. What's going on, Almost Cannon listeners? We love you all, each and every one. You know we do. It's me, Bank Roberts, coming at you. Right from here at uh, Lonely Highway Studio in Jamaica, Vermont. The date today is a sullen March 19th, 2023. And it feels wintry out there today, ladies and gentlemen. I know we don't usually talk about the weather. Anyway, I have a guest in the studio. Uh, with me today is Darcy Moore-Stars. Hello, Darcy. Hey there, I wouldn't really
1: call myself a guest. I'm more like a... Co-host. It's like a person that is here a
0: lot. You are here <laughs> quite often, and... Um, well, you're a favorite of the podcast and a friend of the podcast, and we love you. Thank you. Dear listener, the studio is a haven. Now, we are missing our uh, co-host, Nick Billiard, uh, Nico Billiards, tonight, which is unfortunate. Uh, we weren't able to record this week because there was a winter storm. Ooh. It was a rough Lame one. excuse. One for the books, and uh, we just couldn't end up recording. We lost power for a while. Blah, blah blah blah. So blah. here we So here we are doing a fill-in episode and uh well it's a real treat, I'm not gonna lie. How are you, Darcy? It's nice to see you.
1: I'm really well. It's warm by the studio fire. There's sure a fire in here.
0: It's toasty in this space.
1: And I'm done being sick. I was sick for a while.
0: We're gonna have to sterilize that microphone.
1: Yeah, I think I'm back past the um, contagion yeah the, inf- the infected stage
0: <laughs> Oh. <laughs> I'm probably just getting into it so yeah the infected stage fun <laughs> just I'm kidding patient zero. no 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 you're good well we're here today to discuss uh yeah. a real special thing what which is, is this? uh now we had originally thought we were going to release this particular bit of content as a standalone you know, maybe piece of bonus content. Maybe some pay behind the paywall shit. Um
1: wait, what's paywall shit? I don't know what that is.
0: A paywall is the wall that you have to pay to get over in order to access certain content. Oh. Like we put this thing we put this thing out for free every week. Oh. Um, but there are ways you can restrict access to certain uh certain segments, as wow. it were
1: people would pay for this
0: uh, i don't know if they would and that's why I, that that's what brings me to the uh, the point being that uh, we're just gonna put it out for free like usual sorry uh but stay tuned there will be all sorts of bonus content coming your way in the near future bonus 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 content that's right darcy bonus content um nico our our esteemed host is a um He's a real videographer and uh, adventurer, explorer, and he's going to be bringing all sorts of really cool stuff to us. Um, Especially now that it's warming up again. Springtime's here. Anywho, what we're here today to do is a very, very special thing. Um, And let's start it right after the break. Almost can, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to Almost Canon. It's Bank Roberts and Darcy Moore Stars. And uh, big hello to all of our listeners out there, too. You guys, we love hey. you. Keep commenting, keep liking, subscribing. Keep, keep it real. All we need that. Keep it real. Yeah. While you're at it. Above all. Above all, keep it real. <laughs> okay. Let's get to it, shall we? Yeah. Come on. I can't on. wait
1: to hear what you got. What are you going to talk about?
0: No more lally gagging. Bank um
1: I, we did an episode not long ago just saying who you and me i have a, a feeling but it was all very misty in my memory like i had a dream that we did time travel or something did that happen
0: we time traveled
1: well i dreamed it i dreamt it oh do you dream it or dreamt dreamt dreamed. <laughs> you dreamt, dreamt, or dreamt? i um did did you have that dream too
0: i don't believe i did
1: must have just been me never mind Anyway, it's good to be back. But what? I did
0: think I saw a really old version of myself appear in the studio at one point. That was kind of weird.
1: I feel like I heard an episode where we were old.
0: Oh, right. Okay, so <laughs> uh, hmm, that's, that's an interesting conundrum. We are very aware that that we did time travel. It Wait, wasn't a dream.
1: That was real. That
0: was really us. Oh, weird. yeah. I weird.
1: thought maybe listening to the podcast episode also wasn't my dream. But I think
0: it's weird that we're able to listen to our future selves talk.
1: That was wild. I And I, they
0: presented a bunch of... Content that we didn't even know about.
1: I think everybody should have that opportunity, actually.
0: Wee, that's a real mind twister.
1: Sorry, I, I didn't mean to digress. I just was just uh, celebrating the fact that uh, we haven't had a podcast together since uh, the time traveling bit.
0: Been a while. Well, it has been a while. wow Yeah um i gotta admit i copped that from scott ackerman sorry scott i know you're listening so sorry scott sorry scottrick with the mines of moria the mains and they call it a main oh that was the sound creepy
1: that's when the cave troll comes out
0: cave troll f the cave troll we're talking balrog baby oh yeah oh the the hammer's in the deep
1: can they hear that on the mic I don't
0: know. Maybe they'll hear it on the record.
1: Anyway, so sorry. Do go on.
0: No, no, no. We're just taking our time here. Now, what I have today is a very, very special tale. And this is going to take a long time to tell. So I want you all at home or in your car or uh, on the treadmill, hiking up a steep forest in some autumn woods with a pair of earbuds in. Sailing on the high seas in choppy waters, uh, climbing an arctic mountain, or dropping a probe into a volcano. Wherever Mm. you are, we want you to sit back. Yeah. Oh, and grab some Celestial Seasonings (laughs) Bengal Spice Tea. Mm, Mm -hmm. Mmm, yummy, yummy.
1: Are you sure it's not Celestial Seasonings?
0: Yummy, yummy.
1: I always called it seasons.
0: Seasonings, friend.
1: Yeah, you pointed out that you were correct, and I thought you were not.
0: That was a huge moment for me.
1: You're finally right about something.
0: First time. First time for everything. First time, long time. Ow, Ow. Ow, my butt. It's good to see you. Nice good to see you, Darcy. Good to see you. Yeah, it's, it's nice to it's see you. It's been a while. It has. <laughs> Don't do it. Scotty Ox. Don't. All All right, friends. Let us tarry no further. Let me take a sip of my solution. What is
1: this? This is an old tale you're going to tell us from ancient times?
0: It's an old tale from, uh, ter- we're talking turn of the century Russia. Let me set the scene.
1: Did you bring your balaylaika?
0: Uh The balalaika does not figure into this story. However, there is a musical instrument that's very, very important. Ooh. Mm. Let us set the scene. It's turn of the century Russia, the Russian Empire. The empire is ruled, is ruled with an iron fist by Tsar Nicholas II. He is a a piteous man, weak and cruel, and not a natural born leader. He's an emperor. What's he going to do? He's born into it. And he happens to have a very cunning um, advisor named Rasputin, who is, by all accounts, a very devious, but very intelligent member of the Russian court. <sighs> We're in cold, hard northern Russia. Let's have less of the wind effects, please. We can add those in post if we need to, Darcy. I'm sorry. It's a really cool idea, but if you keep doing it, you're going to have to do that sound for like at least an hour. (laughs) Okay. And you're going to have to do other Foley work, meaning, (laughs) I don't know, birds, doors creaking and slamming, shit like that. I
1: can do that.
0: Yeah. You can't do that all with your mouth, though.
1: Oh, okay. Let me know when I should add the sound effects
0: okay how about those, give me a cue like the word it's never the sign? Answer, it's never the answer <laughs> is never
1: you don't like my sound effects
0: i love your sound effects but i sad uh, we can add them in post okay
1: okay okay post
0: <laughs> post raisin brown i'm just Anywho, into the spirit okay i'm sorry no but you should feel free to interrupt and ask me any questions oh i will we're in the frozen north of russia <laughs> where the growing season is shit i mean no cursing i'm not gonna curse where the growing season is very, very poor. There's only a few months of, of enough sunshine and, and the soil being soft enough where they can plant anything. And what, does this, what do they plant up there? Hmm, let's guess. Wheat. They plant wheat. It's a really easy crop to grow. It takes a long time to harvest, but what else are you going to do? Anyway, in a small village, there lived a family called Popoff. There was Papa Popoff. There was mama Popoff, brother Popoff, and sister Popoff, And they had a mule named Yuki. <laughs> Yuki was their pride and joy. He helped them with the harvest. Now, <sighs> so there they were, living, eking out a piteous existence in the cold, hard Russian north. Every year, the same thing. Growing the wheat, harvesting the wheat, giving the wheat to their local baron.
1: Boring. Paying
0: whatever taxes they had to and <clears throat> barely having enough money, to, uh, enough food to eat. Just a hard life. Very hard. What a, what a lot is humanity sometimes, is humanities. Any hoosers, uh, these pop-offs, they, uh, they did their thing. Brother was growing to be a tall and strong boy. And he was soon able to work in the fields alongside Papa. And Sister was proving to be uh, beautiful and intelligent and deft with um, patching clothing and things like that. All in all, it looked like they had a bright future. Now, they just... Not a bright future, but at least a future <laughs> where... Yeah. They can... They were on the... They were on an okay Above
1: ground. They were above ground. For a bunch so of below. poor
0: peasants in the Russian North, they were... They were doing okay. I guess so. However, their luck would change when? On the day that their third child was to be born. Um, Mama Popoff was very pregnant with their third child at this point. On the day that baby Popov was due to be born, they heard a jingling sound coming from the distance. I guess that sounds kind of like jingling. Very nice. Okay, that's enough jingles. (laughs) And You slammed it down on the table, too. Why did I even have a guest on this episode? No, I'm kidding. I love you. I'm sorry. I'm sorry.
1: I'm sorry. I love you.
0: I'm sorry. I love you. I love you. I'm sorry. Um, (laughs) Where were we? Okay. So uh, they heard a jingling off in the distance. Ding, ding, dong, ding, dong. Yes, we know. Don't do it again. Don't do it again. I swear. You could do it again eventually, but not yet. <laughs> they heard this tingling, jingling jingle. in the distance. And it was a warm, sunny June day. Uh, and they, it, this, it was, the li- life was filled with promise because their baby was about to be born. And this man came wandering into town with a caravan of crazy looking people. They had all sorts of um, wild balloons and kites and trinkets and doilies and thingies. Ooh, we're talking thingies.
1: Zing, zang,
0: zimbaroo, zip it! Look out! Ooh, trinkets out the waz! <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. Maron.: I know. All right, here we go. <laughs> we're getting into it. Uh, <laughs> uh, they're doing their thing, right?
1: A circus came to town,
0: is what we say. Eh, you can call it a circus. Okay. It was, and if it was a circus, its ringmaster was this charismatic, bearded fella. It was a troop. He was as big as three men put together. He was huge. He was like a giant. Hmm. And he only had one eye. Ooh. Eh. Eh. I just made that part up, but heck. Who's gonna know? Who is gonna know, except for a couple of people that I can mention. Anyone
1: that was there at the uh, festival there.
0: The year was 19... 19- they're 10. dead. No, the year was 1908, let's
1: say. Uh, they're likely dead.
0: They're probably dead by now, but you don't know. This guy was huge. Okay. Anyway, he comes into town, and... The whole entire village stops working and the stupid, uh, what's his, uh, the baron walks out onto his, his patio and goes, what is this nonsense coming to my town? Why are my workers not out in their fields working? What is going Seriously. on? Look at him. He's up there all cruel. And How dare he's, you know, he's, he's just, yeah, he's, he's the only nobility, nobility in town. He's just a, he's just kind of a D. He's just kind of a, a B.
1: I think they should tie him up and put him in the basement somewhere. Should
0: hog tie him. But he's he's got goons and stuff, you know. Oh,
1: yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Anywho, uh, he's he's looking at them. And let's go back into town where the circus people are appearing. And they're there entertaining everybody, acting crazy, doing cartwheels and throwing (laughs) stuff. (laughs) Let's leave that stuff out, please. I'm going to add it in post, if anything. Um. Uh, so yep there they are and they come up to the pop-off family they approach the pop-off family and they see that mama Popoff is very pregnant and they see Wait. the strapping young brother pop-off and they see the beautiful young sister pop-off and they know that the pop-off family is, spe- is special are you okay yeah why are you groaning
1: I'm being the pregnant mom
0: oh yeah she's, pre- she's very pregnant
1: she, her water just broke
0: Okay, her water just broke. Let's just say that. And um, so uh, the man with his, the big giant man with the one eye, with his big beard, he storms up. He does not storm, he just marches right up to the gate of the Popoff house and says, Papa Popoff, I have an offer for you.
1: Yes? What is it?
0: You can take anything, anything from my cart, or you can have what is inside this box.
1: Ooh that's a difficult choice. And with that he
0: presented a beautiful red wood, finely carved <sighs> box. With a with a clasp. Is it a clasp or a hasp? I think a hasp.
1: Lock. Padlock.
0: So much saliva. Mm. <sniffs> Anyhow.
1: Have some more blow
0: pop. I chomped into it. Uh where was I?
1: Well, there was a clasp or a rasp on the
0: box. Hasp. Hasp. And anyway, it's a beautiful, beautiful box. I see it. It's about, mm, oh, I don't know, two and a half feet wide by half a foot tall. Ooh. Or a little bit less.
1: That's a nice little, there could be a treasure in there.
0: Mm-hmm. Hmm. There may be a treasure in there. They don't know. But there's a glint in this magical man's eye as he makes this offer. Anything is- from his cart, he says. Or what is inside that box?
1: What's on the cart?
0: They can't, they can't quite tell. There are curtains covering all the, the mystical wares within, within the cart.
1: It could be just be a bunch of trash.
0: There's a lot of jingles and jangles coming from that cart. They know that. It sounds like there's fun stuff in there. Yeah. You know, tambourines, fireworks, <laughs> monkeys. Who knows? could be anything but inside that box Wait,
1: what would you choose if it was tambourines fireworks or monkeys which one would you choose
0: Pff, monkey obviously <laughs> who wouldn't okay. that's a i monkey. would
1: choose the tambourines
0: tambos eh it's like the cheapest then we can get
1: together with the tambourines and the monkeys together
0: oh okay yeah it's a show all right well you'll find out later on that there's okay. another opportunity but for now, let's figure out what the papa family did, shall we
1: let's let's go on let's Story. let's
0: let's revisit Papa. He's having a struggle right now. he's saying, well, you're offering me what's inside your cart
1: Oh, I don't know what to do
0: or what's inside the box <sighs> What should I do? And what do I give you in return? he says, if I were to take one of these gifts What
1: should I give you?
0: And the magical man says, "I will take anything from your house." but I will not tell you what it is. Anything? Anything. I mean, it can't be the house itself. And he's probably not going to want to take like a door. <sighs>
1: Wait, are the humans considered things?
0: Oh, uh, you'll find out.
1: Okay, sorry.
0: Is <laughs> anything from inside the house, okay?
1: I'm often told that I jump ahead too far.
0: Well, you spoiled it a little bit there because Oops. he does. All right, so Wait, let's get no, ahead.
1: No, 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 no. I didn't say that. Chop.
0: <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. No, it's fine. Everybody already knows that's going to happen.
1: No, wait, what?
0: Everybody knows that th- he's going to take something. A, no. ch- a person.
1: Stop. Start over again.
0: No, we're good. Let's keep. Let's keep rolling. Oh. Um, so, so Papa Papa says to Mama. No, he just says to himself because Mama's very pregnant in the house right now. Well, what do I have that that this man could possibly want? All we have is nothing. There's, we have the dirt in the ground and our to- our meager tools and our our donkey uh, Yuki, our, our mule Yuki. And um, some wheat, some wheat, you know, a scythe, a sickle,
1: not much, a couple,
0: a couple potatoes and carrots. Mm. So he's like, "Yeah, I'm going to take this opportunity. I'm going to do it. I'm going to make this choice." And just as he is about to choose what is inside of the cart, he's given a divine message who knows where it's from but it tells him no take the box papa pop take the box <sighs> so he takes the box okay and at that moment baby pop off is born Whoa. he's born Whee! nope he's not crying he's very quiet he emerges into the world still and quiet shush baby pop off shush and there's great celebration for he's a, he's a, he's a, a healthy child and, and the, the, the gypsy caravan, um, oh yeah, the guy has to choose what he's going to take. So he looks, he looks in the house and, and makes a big show of pretending like he's going to choose. But eventually he goes, I will take this, I will take sister pop off. <gasps>
1: No he takes no. sister pop off with with him she's not a thing
0: she's a thing technically
1: that's awful.
0: sorry, just how it goes. That's how it goes back then in in Russia. uh people are property, people are nothing more than chattel. I know you're disappointed well, sister, you know let's let's look at it from her perspective, right Sure she's getting taken away from her her home, but she gets to go off and live with these cool um. Circus people, right?
1: So you're saying she wasn't sad about leaving her family?
0: Well, she was sad.
1: But she was thinking maybe this is a new opportunity for me, so I don't have they to cut wheat people. all day? They,
0: they weren't bad people. They weren't going to like okay. murder her, force her to do anything that she didn't want to do.
1: Except leave her house.
0: Well, yes, they are going to force her to do that, but that was part of the deal.
1: But maybe, maybe it's exciting for her to stop cutting wheat all day long. Hey, maybe she's know, looking forward to something else. I would, I look, I
0: would look at it as an, exa- but, a, as an opportunity
1: but does she have to like, like be with that circus man I in don't a certain know. sexual way ha- or anything?
0: I don't know the answer. That's you'd what scares me. You would have to ask. You would have to ask him.
1: Like, does he? Yeah, I mean, he's, if she just wants to come along and have as an tall adventure. He's the man,
0: and he only has one eye.
1: That's cool, but if she has to be his wife, and that's not so cool.
0: Well, nobody ever said that she had to be a wife, but okay. maybe.
1: I'm just presuming.
0: I mean, maybe she'll fall in love with him. I don't know. Okay, let's see. That's a different story. We're going to have to... Let's see what happens. We're going to have to just let them do their thing. Okay. And meanwhile, She goes off. Yes.
1: Sorry. That's okay.
0: Here we are. Back with the pop family. The sister is now gone. Off with the circus. They left town. And the mean old baron went back into his house. And all the people are at work again. Just like nothing ever happened. Okay. But now there's baby Popoff off in, in the house. Hmm. And there's also this box. What's in the box, you might ask? Well, Papa Popoff wanted to know that as well. Why wouldn't he? He just traded his daughter for it. So, he opens the box, undoes the clasp, hasp? I, I should really know the answer to that.
1: Well, can I just say one little thing? What? If I had been Papa Popoff, which is hard to say, by the way, and I'd... I applaud you for the the many times you have been saying it. Papa, Papa. <laughs> if I had been Papa, Papa, I would have kept all of my family outside of the house.
0: That would have been a smart move, Papa.
1: Because he's like anything in your house. But all I could think about was getting some sort of treasure.
0: He wanted that treasure.
1: Sorry, P.S. Okay, go on.
0: I guess you could probably tell the story like... No, no, that's probably the best way, the way that we told it.
1: Sorry, go ahead. I'm just, you know, providing some, you know.
0: He, un- <laughs> he opens the box, undoes the hasp. Yes. And within, there is a cloth. Cloth. There is a beautiful silken cloth. And the cloth is obviously covering something. But there's also a smell, the smell of mothballs. He opens the top of the cloth. He lifts it up. And underneath, there's a mothball. There's a couple of mothballs. You had
1: mothballs back then?
0: Sure. There's three <laughs> mothballs. Four <laughs> mothballs. Okay. Will you shush? I need you to be constructive. Sorry. Not destructive. Don't I'm point just... out the flaws in this thing. <laughs> mothballs. Sorry.
1: Mothballs. Okay. Yes.
0: There's, four, there's five or six mothballs in there. I picture it. And then... As he lifts the cloth all the way off, what does he see? A beautiful hand-carved xylophone. Ooh. With two perfect mallets that are covered in red-purple velour felt. Ooh. And they're perfect. They're beautiful. It's like the most beautiful instrument he's ever laid eyes upon.
1: I imagine it's glimmering.
0: It's almost glimmering and glowing. But he... He is a little bit saddened because what does he think? Oh, what am I going to do with this? Sell it? What am I going to do? Play it? I'm too old to learn how to play an instrument. And he looks at brother and, are you interested in playing this instrument? No, brother doesn't want to play the xylophone.
1: Not much future in xylophone playing in northern Russia.
0: No, it would be a a foolish pursuit. It would be a a, a fanciful pursuit and Mm. not one that any, any serious peasant they're practical. Could afford to undertake. They're very practical people. Well, baby pop-off, having been freshly born and now swaddled, crawls toward the xylophone. He crawls out of his mother's arms. No way. He crawls down her leg. Ew. To the floor. He crawls over to the xylophone. Yes, he does. He picks up the mallets and he begins to play. And what does he play but the most beautiful melody that you've ever heard? Almost like the weeping of angels, the tune that he produces from these wooden blocks. The whole entire family is stunned. This newborn baby Naked as the day he was born. Which was today. Ah, you got me. That was a bad metaphor. <laughs> um, <laughs> there he is playing the xylophone and the family is stunned. I <gasps> wouldn't be. What is this beautiful music that our new child is creating? How is this possible?
1: He's a prodigy.
0: Well, eventually baby Pop-Off gets hungry and mama takes him to nurse and Papa Pop-Off... <sniffs> He puts the mothballs back into the moth cloth and surrounds and swaddles the xylophone in it, just like Mama is swaddling Baby Popoff. And then he puts it back into the box that he won from the magical man. And they go to sleep. And they wake. And the next day, and the day after that, and the day after that, Baby Popoff plays the xylophone. Each time. He crawls unbidden from his mother's chest, down her leg to the floor, opens the wooden box, takes out the moth cloth, takes out the moth balls and begins to play. And he plays and he plays the most beautiful music every day. Each day, the beauty increasing more and more each day he's achieving soaring new heights on this instrument a virtuoso the likes of which the world has never known
1: it's impressive
0: it's very impressive and by the time the sun festival dojinki
1: oh that sounds nice
0: rolls around the harvest it's a harvest festival Dojinki. it takes place in august before it gets Mm -hmm. too cold and all the crops die perfect the Popoff family, they want to reveal baby Popoff to the village. They want to show him what a talented, what a freakishly gifted angel of a child they have. For, of course, the neighbors have heard the sounds before this. They've heard these beautiful melodies drifting on the wind. But they don't know where it's coming from. But now, on the day of Dojinki. Dojinki. Baby Popoff is revealed to the adoring villagers as the prodigy that he is. All the villagers, they put down their implements, and the Popov family erects a stage at the town center, an impromptu stage. And upon it they place the box, And baby popoff, his, his mama sets him down in the ground. He crawls toward the box. Only a month and a half now. Maybe a month and three weeks. No way. The baron comes out of his house upon the hill and looks down upon the village square and sneers. What is this nonsense happening in my town? Right? Who is that? What is that small child doing? Well, baby Popov on all fours crawling crawling to the box and he gets to the box and he opens the lid and he takes out the moth cloth and he removes the mothballs, and he begins he lifts up the mallets and he begins to play and the sounds the strains echo throughout the village across all the freshly harvested wheat fields echoing against the walls of their houses and running through the lanes and even the baron is moved and a single tear falls from his eyeball, drips down his cheek as he turns away bitterly. Why did my mother never love me? Why do all the people hate me?
1: Every bully has a story.
0: He's a one percenter. Well, the whole town is in awe and they say, Papa family, you must take this prodigal child. Prodigal? No. Prodigy. Prodigial. Prodigial. You must take this prodigial mm. child. Prodigal means like re- returned right? Prodigals or lost. Yeah. So he's not prodigal. He's, he's a prodigy. Prodigial? Prodigal. Prodigious. Frig. I don't know. Anywho. Talented. Talented. The kid's got talent. Kids got talent.
1: Let's get him out of here.
0: They say, pop off family, you must take him. Take the child to the neighbor, to the county, to the, to the, uh, the, the, the main town. Like, place. Yeah. And bring him there. Yeah. And show him to the townspeople. Yeah. And let them hear his beautiful music so that they can raise him even higher and he can become what he's destined to be. Huh. The most... Amazing, freakishly gifted one and a half year old, monthy old, you've ever seen. Damn. So Papa says, Brother Popoff, are you able to take baby, take Yuki, the mule, and take baby Popoff to the next town, to the big town? There, let him play his music for the town. And the county and soon the entire mother russia to hear and brother says i can do this papa so they set off they set off toward the neighboring town and they get there and he plays he plays again in the town center he crawls toward the wooden box He crawls toward the wooden box, opens the lid, takes out the moth cloth, removes the moth balls, lifts the mallets, and begins to play. And the entire county is moved. And they say, Brother Popoff, you must take him to the capital, to St. Petersburg, and give him an audience with none other than Tsar Nicholas so that he may see the wonder that your family has produced. And brother says, I will do this thing. I will take baby Popoff to Tsar Nicholas and they will raise us out of poverty and we will live our lives like kings because of this child's talent. Kings! Kings, I says to him. But first, brother Popov must return to their home village. First, he Mm -hmm. must return and tell Papa and tell Mama. Papa Popov, tell them the good news. He's going to bring baby Popov to see Saint Petersburg. I gotta tell you, none of them thought I got a bad feeling about this. Oh, this is when things maybe get a little bit. So sensitive-eared listeners, you gotta maybe tune out now, okay? Dance moms vibes. Okay, come back in like ten minutes. (laughs) Forty, forty, forty.
1: I got serious dance mom vibes. Ooty-booty.
0: Okay, so on his way back to the village, Brother Popov is assaulted by brigands and killed. Brigands? Brigands. Okay. Brigand.
1: How do you say that in Russian?
0: Brigand. 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 Whoa. If you freaking... F- no. Don't.
1: They won't. Shh. Carry, huh?
0: He's assaulted by brigands and he is killed. And I will spare you the gory details of how he was killed. Please. But let us just rest knowing that Brother Popov died defending his baby brother and their trusty stalwart mule Yuki from these brigands, whose only goal in life was to kill and maim and rob people. That's lame. Well, that's what they did. They killed Brother And they found, and they saw Baby swaddled in his own little blanket. And his his red wood box also swaddled in a blanket. Hmm. So Hmm. they don't even bury poor Brother Popoff.
1: They just leave him out there on the
0: They leave his corpse. And they take Yuki and they take Baby Popoff in the box. Hmm. They take them with them.
1: Oh, that's not mine. Sorry.
0: Where are they going, do you think? They're doing what they always do. Looting, looting, pillaging, raiding, stealing, just being bad dudes. Mm. You know, they're not good dudes. It stinks. However, their first night camping <clears throat> with baby Popoff, <clears throat> mm-hmm. they figure they're going to raise him as one of their own. You know, they're like, ah, oh, look at this kid.
1: Oh, we'll, just, we'll bring him
0: up as the camp baby and he'll just, he'll just end up a real bad character like all of us. He's too young to remember anything. He's only a month and a half. Do they feed him? They feed him meat.
1: (laughs) They chew on this one and a half month old person. Well, baby
0: is surprising. He's able to eat like a haunch. Whoa. Of of like wild boar.
1: Does he have teeth yet? Yeah. It's a little early. It's early
0: for teeth. I know.
1: He's insane.
0: He's a weird one.
1: I think there's something wrong with him.
0: I think he's special.
1: (laughs) Okay. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) (laughs) But here's the thing. Okay. Their first night while baby Popov is tucking into a big old... Haunch of wild boar.
1: Reindeer.
0: Reindeer. And wild boar. Both. <laughs> and like the gristliest, toughest part of it.
1: Hair and everything.
0: And now all the guys are sitting around drinking vodka and telling dirty stories. Ew. Baby Pop-Pop does what he does. Does what he does. Does what he does what he does. He crawls over to that box. Baby Pop-Pop. What does he do? He crawls over to the box. He opens the lid. He takes out the moth cloth. He removes the mothballs. He lifts up the mallets and he begins to play for these bandits, for these brigands. And he plays a song that makes them Uh. all wish that they had never started a life of crime. Hmm. It makes them want to repent right then and there for all their crimes and turn themselves into the authorities.
1: Wait, stop. Is this a true story? Yeah. Oh, okay.
0: Turn themselves into the authorities and, uh, and, you know, never go back to that. Do whatever penance they need to. Pay whatever whatever debts they have to but soon they get drunk and they pass out and they forget about all that and baby pop off he puts the he puts the the mallets back on top of the xylophone and he puts the mothballs back in and then he folds over the moth cloth and he closes the lid and he goes to sleep and there they all are sleeping it's the middle of August or late August by this point and the sun is going down earlier and earlier oh wait no that doesn't start to happen until september no it happens after june june after the solstice okay i'm right uh didn't need to point that out but there you go so there they are they're all sleeping and then the first thing in the morning what do they hear what do they hear
1: A syllable?
0: no they hear something else Ooh. they hear a jingling and a jangling from the distance jingling jangling. jingling and a jangling and cut and who who appears on the horizon but the magical trinket salesman from before does he have a name
1: that guy I feel Uh, like he should
0: he should shouldn't he
1: we should give him a name Boris
0: yeah let's call him Boris 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 the magical trinket salesman with the one eye and he's the size of three
1: that's stereotypical I know I'm sorry
0: regular human well it's a Russian name okay he could be Boris I forget it's a true story. So the, okay. he does have a name, but I don't know what it is. It's Boris. Let's go with Boris. And there he is. He's, he's, him and his magical caravan are, are wandering right toward those bandits and those brigands. And these bandits and brigands with their little baby, they're looking at the caravan approaching and they're saying, what do we do with these freaks? What do we do? Do we, do we murder them all? Do we steal all their things? But when they see Boris approaching with his one eyeball and his immense height and beautiful sister pop off next to him, they say, we're not going to murder these people. We're going to talk to them. We're going to figure out what they're all about. Good choice. Even though they're bandits, they're making making good choices. Good for them. So Boris approaches them with his one eye and in his magical, lilting hypnotizing voice, he makes them the same offer.
1: How does he speak? Can you do his voice?
0: Uh, Yeah, he's got like a stereotypical Russian accent. But his,
1: mm, he's... He said he was magnimizing. Mesmerizing.
0: Hypnotizing.
1: Hypnotizing.
0: Well, I don't quite know how to do a stereotypical Ooh. hypnotizing accent. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> Keep going. Everything I do is slightly racist. This feels... I always feel that when you do an insulting attempt at a different dialect, it is quite uh, insensitive for some people.
1: But it's actually very mesmerizing.
0: Well, I'm not going to do that voice. Okay. Boris approaches and makes the same offer that he did to the Popoff family. You can take anything from inside that cart with the curtains drawn, where all the jingles and the jangles, the fringles and the frangles. The mingles and the mangles are coming out of. Or you can take what's in this box. And I get to take anything that I want from your camp. But this time, the bandits choose the cart. So one by one, they file into the cart. One by one. And then the curtain is closed behind them. And then there's kind of a rustling. And it turned out... They were all consumed by a deadly beast in there. <laughs> but baby Popov is left. <laughs> Thank you. That was a great one. But baby Popov and his sister are now reunited. Isn't that lovely? He's he's left all alone after the bandits got eaten. And as soon as his sister sees him, she goes, baby Popov. I can't believe it's you it's been so long and baby Popoff goes Sister pop I can't believe it's you it's been so long and they run up to each other and they hug well they don't really hug she kind of picks him up from the ground and she cradles him <laughs> in her arms and and he, he's pointing back furiously toward where the bandit camp was go go and they but she she's not paying any attention so they turn around and start to walk away but they've left his box his xylophone behind Pretty soon, Boris goes. Wait, why is he pointing up there? So they turn around and get the xylophone.
1: Wait, why did what did Boris choose after they chose the cart?
0: Nothing, because all the bandits were dead. Oh, (sighs)
1: they they didn't have anything.
0: I mean, I guess he could have. He chose Baby Popoff.
1: Oh, so Boris, the sister, and Popoff are like a cute little family now, kind of.
0: Well, it's the whole entire caravan that they're traveling with. Okay. Well. They don't even realize what a beautiful talent he is because they left. The caravan left the Popov family village before hearing that Baby Popov could play.
1: Wait, did he go um, get the accordion back? I mean the... Xylophone. Xylophone? They did. They turned around and got it. Okay.
0: That's the point. The point is that they got it. Okay. And Baby Popov plays for them. They don't know what a beautiful gift he has, but caravan of gypsies yeah he opens the lid he takes out the moth cloth he removes the mothballs one by one and he picks up his mouth that he plays a song for them oh does he play he's so happy he's reunited with his sister this time it's the singing of unicorns
1: Ooh.
0: and it's beautiful it's lovely and the whole entire gypsy t- camp is moved to tears and the sister is crying and everybody's happy and dancing. Dancing, laughing, crying. The sister, she convinces this magical trinket salesman, Boris, that she needs to return home with baby Pop-Off to reunite with mother and father.
1: That's a good plan.
0: And so they can just be a happy family again. Yeah. Because baby Popov told her that brother got killed by these bandits. Somewhere along the way she, he told her that. Hmm. He, he's able to like, he can't talk, but he can, oh yeah, he can talk. He can talk.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: It's important that he can talk. Well, they return home the whole entire caravan yeah. with sister and baby. They return to the Popov village. But when they return home, the Popoff house is all destroyed, oh no, it's all burned and decrepit looking and no. there's splinters of wood and Mama Popoff is hunched in her bed, crying they're they're destitute they have nothing, and they approach mama and she's she's happy she's happy to see the sister and happy to see baby but she, in her tears, she says, "Your papa is in local jail. Ooh. He stole one mouthful of bread, oh, no. and now he will be executed."
1: <gasps>
0: no. But, no. baby, in hearing this, he he picks up his box and he he walks all the way over to that that jerk Baron guy. Yeah he walks over to, all the way to his house with that box in his arms good and he says I need you t- to save my papa and get my family back together yeah please you're the only one here who can do anything and the baron says play your xylophone for me and see if you can change my mind hmm and of course baby Popov has no choice he opens the lid. He takes out the moth cloth, removes the mothballs, picks up the mallets, and begins to play. And the song that he plays melts the Baron's heart. Oh, this is lovely. Ah, oh, this is lovely. It oh. makes me forget how my mother never loved me. But the most he can do he tells baby popoff i will come i will delay your father's sentence for one week while you go to st petersburg and you have to convince tsar nicholas to commute the sentence
1: Damn, that's a lot for a baby to undertake
0: well thankfully baby's got <laughs> his sister to tel- help him sister popoff and so Boris and the caravan, they all just like kind of pieced out of there. They're like, okay, well, I all guess right. we're out of here. Good really. luck with that. Guys. <laughs> just like, yeah, later. <laughs> um, sorry
1: about the box.
0: Yeah. Actually,
1: the box helps.
0: The box kind of helped. Box helps. Or did it? Because the brother died. We don't know. Hmm. Well, hmm. the sister and baby pop off. They have no choice but to travel to St. Petersburg to seek an audience. With His Excellencies, Tsar Nicholas II.
1: That's a little much. They
0: come to St. Petersburg and the people, Ooh. they eye them with distrust. Who are these country mice coming out to our big city, to our beautiful walls and cathedrals and palace? Who are these little country bumpkins? But the sister holds her head up high and baby Popov holds his... Head up high too. And they walk. They walk through the town, to the town square. And soon a whole crowd of people is following them. Who are these country mice coming to our big city? Strolling purposefully toward the grand palace. Baby papa. Baby papa. No, no, no. They don't know who... (laughs) <laughs> they're, they're not ch- chanting his name. <laughs> they don't know these people. They're just like, "Who are these people?" Anyway, okay. So, on. baby hey. and sister, they march their sweet little tokuses right <laughs> up to, <laughs> right up to the Tsar's palace, and they bang on the front door and they say, "Can I?" They say, Tsar Nicholas, you have to come listen to this. Uh, we are." Making a, a, um, uh, a, a an attempt to it. save our father's life. Beep, 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 boop, boop, boop. Beep, boop, boop. What is that? Boop, 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 boop. What is that? Why are you doing that? This
1: <laughs> baby pop off talking.
0: He's okay, fine. He's talking to. oh <laughs> jeez, um, that's weird.
1: I'm adding color.
0: Oh yeah. <clears throat> and um, Rasputin answers the front door. No, you're good. You're doing good. Rasputin answers the front door in his robes and his big tall thingy and he says Who is this that dares to come to the palace and talk to the Tsar Nicholas? Oh, that's
1: good. It that sounds just like the Burgermeister.
0: Burgermeister. And Sister Popoff says, I am Sister Popoff. And here is Baby Popoff. And we Hi. have come to appeal for Your grace and Your Excellency's clemency for our father's life. Papa. He is currently awaiting execution in our hometown. Papa. And you have to save his life because we have something that we need to show you. Papa. And Rasputin says, You are wasting my time. I will listen to one single minute of your appeal.
1: Oh. Very good.
0: And furthermore, here comes Tsar Nicholas. And Tsar Nicholas comes up and he's like... (laughs) No, he's kind of of like a B. He's kind of a D. Mm. And he's kind of just like, eh, whatever. What's going on, dude? (laughs) (laughs) And they tell him, her sister tells him, she says, Tsar Nicholas, you must spare my father's life. And Rasputin is looking at her like... Hmm. This is never going to work. And Czar Nicholas says, I will give you a minute to appeal for your father's life.
1: Okay. Okay. All right. There's some hope. There's There's some hope. hope.
0: Because what do you think is going to happen? I'll tell you. I think I know. Baby pop off. For possibly. Oh, wait. They also said if it doesn't work, that they're going to kill both of them. Yeah. They're going to behead them both. Just add a little bit of like drama. Well, of course, Baby Popoff, he's playing for his literally his own life, his sister's life, and his father's life.
1: This is tense.
0: So he opens up the lid of the box, takes out the moth cloth, removes the moth balls, picks up the mallets for what might be the last time, and he begins to play. the moths bawled and that's almost canon but what happened to them?